As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Another video games to the max is number 149 for us that are counting and you that probably don't care. Uh, this, <laughs> I am your host, uh, Sean Garman, with me here, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, uh, it's thankfully not been uh, as long a break as what uh, has been happening lately. Uh, there is... A few things to talk about here, so we'll get to those. But uh, anything going on with you? Or? I finished Tales of Berseria, finally. <laughs> yeah, I think you messaged me at like 5 in the morning, like, Hey, I finished the game. I'm like, why are you still awake at 5 in the yeah. morning playing this game? It took a while. I was like, holy Christ. <laughs> Uh, and I was cheating. Like it, I, I spent fifty hours, and I cheated through like at least half of it, and it still took me fifty hours. So. Oh, so you beat the PC one, but not the PS4 one. Oh hell yeah! You're like, eh, I'm not gonna play through the. Well, if I, if they wanted me, to, if if I wanted to review the PS4 one, they would need to send me twenty bucks in PSN credit, so I can buy all the deal, their DLC. <laughs> Jeez. That's just like like the useful DLC. There's still like 20 or 30 bucks extra of like costume DLC, like summer outfits and stuff like that. It's like I I don't care. <laughs> they don't have like a season pass or something? No. Weird. Cuz well, I... that would that would be make too much sense. <laughs> well, I mean, plus it'd be too, I plus well, plus it'd be uh, less cost effective for them. 
true. That's the uh, important part in this whole lesson here. Uh, so, <clears throat> beyond that, I guess, any been playing anything else? Uh, let's see. Uh, Disguise 2 on PC. Only played like a, two hours of that so far. Um, yo, it's more Disgaea. It seems to run a little better than Disgaea 1 on PC. But it is, like, functionally the same game. Yeah, from what I remember, because I don't think I've played too much of 2. Yeah. Like, I even even read a few reviews just to, like, see what I could glean, like, what's new and different. And, like, one of the reviews, like, you can get a cell phone mid-battle to call pizza, and that's about it. I was like, yep. <laughs> well, so this, pizza. this may be a short review for me then. <laughs> it's slightly less pervy, at least so far, than the first one at least. So. Oh god, yeah. The first one was full of that stuff. Uh, what else? Uh, a game called Gemini Heroes Reborn on Steam. What is that? It is a Heroes game from, like... It's a Heroes-based, like, the old NBC show. Okay. Um, but it's, like, a first-person PSYOPs. Like, wow. You play a character, and you can... uh, Your two big powers are telekinesis, so you can pick up guys and throw them around and stuff. And then you also have, like, a time-shift ability... Like Singularity, or like that one mission in Titanfall 2. So you shift between like the past and like present and get around the environment that way. So what made you play this game? Uh, I was curious about it. I know it's a short game. I like like PsyOps a lot. So um, it runs like garbage on my computer. I'm not quite sure why. It's an old, like, my computer's old, don't get me wrong, but it's not that old. Um, yeah, but uh, the game is pretty old too. I mean, it shouldn't be. Well, the game only came out like I think a year ago, two years ago, maybe. Oh, so they it was part of the like the yeah. reboot. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's you know, it's also a little, I'd say low budget in a sense. Like it took it takes a while to kill guys. Like if I throw a guy thirty feet in the air. And he just falls. That should kill him on one blow, not three. <laughs> right, yeah. So, that would make a lot of sense. Did and you, there's uh, this whole, Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, there's this whole, like... Uh, you can have, like, a bullet shield, like, handy. And he comes with slow time. So one of the mechanics is you're supposed to, like, have the bullet shield active, slow time. And when the bullet is coming towards you, you're supposed to, like, deflect it back with your telekinesis. But that feels like garbage, <laughs> and I'm at a point now where I'm supposed to use it to like kill this like guard, and it took me like 15 minutes to try to do it, <laughs> and then I just got pissed and closed the game. I'm like, now I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that would probably make me want to close the game too. Like seriously. Uh, and I also started playing, uh, replaying uh, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> I still need to go and play that game. I keep saying I'm going to and. I don't. You never played it? Nope. It's... I have it on PS3. <laughs> Ooh. You may want to get the Xbox One version. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I'll have to look into that. It's, you know, it's fine. It's like, you know, Cowboy GTA. Yeah, that's it's, what I've heard everybody say. It's... It starts slow, though. Uh, and some of the mechanics are kind of weird. How so? Like, the cover mechanic just feels less refined slightly than a GTA game. <laughs> well, I guess that makes sense, considering the setting it's in and everything. Yeah, but hunting is fun, so that's good. Hey. Uh, plus, I heard the... Is it playing poker or some kind of card game is really fun? Yeah, uh, <laughs> poker, if I remember right, um, you can cheat in poker, and when they catch you, you duel with the guy. <laughs> ah, awesome. And then, he, and then you can just kill him. <laughs> well, there's the Wild West for you. Just just kill him, it's alright. And I also played an hour of uh, Batman Telltale Adventure. What did you think? Uh, as as I anticipated, the voice acting is bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not the original guy, so, you know. Well, the the stand, I only played, I only played like an hour of the first episode, but. Well, I think it's only two hours. <laughs> uh, the standout to me was, uh, the guy playing Harvey Dent is an actor named Travis Wilhelm, Willingham, I should say. And he's good at is, yeah. Yeah, he he's been in anime and he's been in a bunch of stuff. Like I don't fault him or anything, but he sounds like Patrick Warburton as Harvey Dent, and that sounds weird to me. <laughs> yeah, did you? Uh, I like that they they uh, made it to where sort of they try to mimic the Batman fighting thing, but you have to you're just moving the. Yeah, the joystick that, around or whatever. That doesn't work well. Um, the game runs bad, at least in my computer. That's not a that's not my computer. Like it, that's a common complaint, honestly. And well, that's that's a common telltale thing. Yeah, it's like having asking them to do that with that engine. Not a great move. <laughs> I'm not even running into too many. There was one that it just didn't go, and it made me miss. But other than that, I remember it functioning. You played on PS4, right? On Xbox One, but yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they're probably, they probably have to spec out to that, so they know like what they can do. Like, when right. I loaded the game up, it was like, make sure your video card drivers are up to date. And I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, their games do run much better on the... Newer consoles, because, oh my god, on 360, it was so bad. Yeah. I couldn't imagine playing that game on, you know, a 360 or PS3. (laughs) And it came to it, I know that. Oh yeah, it did. I was like, why are you guys still making these games for... Comes up to fucking everything. It's like, you idiots. (sighs) I'd I'd be curious to try that game on iOS, just to see how bad it would be. It probably... I've heard they were okay on Vita... But, uh, yeah, I don't know about uh, on, on your phone or whatnot. You'd have to have a pretty good phone, probably. Well, this is an Vita, so... <laughs> no. Uh, so I have, uh... I got stuck on the... I, I For some reason, I, I was like, well, I never... 
got very far in Project X Zone 1, so let me go play through that and see which characters don't show up in 2 or aren't brought back for 2, I guess. And I think I'm on like chapter 15 or so. I think there's probably about the same amount of chapters as 2, like 40. So, eh, it's a good like game to play here and there when you need something portable. It's just, it sucks because the actual levels take like anywhere from like an hour to whatever. So it's like, um, it's either do this or I don't do something for the day. And I just wind up leaving my 3DS on for a lot of the day. Waiting until the moment I'm going to actually play the thing. But it's, it's, uh, I'm so glad that in 2 they changed the thing where your whole party goes first and then the enemies in the first game they do it by like how fast the characters are and it's so annoying because you'll be you'll have like three characters go and then like a horde of enemies go and you're like what what why is my health almost if i don't get my own character pretty soon my guy one of my guys are going to die cuz i can't, i can't use items on them until all the other stupid enemies are done but uh yeah i mean if you like uh games where a lot of you know it's capcom characters ben on amco characters and sega characters all teaming up and doing stuff so it's always fun i love playing those games just because i sit there and go man now i want to go play this game or i want to go play that game ever uh so it's ben it's Namco, Capcom, and Sega? Yeah. Ever try, uh, I mean, I didn't. Ever heard of Namco X Capcom? Yeah, I've played it. Um, it's just some of the stuff is still, it's not all translated. Yeah. So some of the stuff's still hard to understand. Like the story? <laughs> yes, like the story, which is the main part of that game. And also, like, sometimes trying to figure out what you're actually like, when it tries to explain to you in the tutorials certain things you're doing, it's hard to understand. But, I mean, for the most part, it's the same kind of game. It's just, it doesn't run that well being on the PS2. So, yeah. you know. Uh, I've gone back and played, like, the DS uh, Super Wars Tyson whatever OG thing, which is, like, the first where they actually originated from. Uh, those are actually pretty good too, but, um, and I've played the For Honor beta, I've played it with one of our, uh, staffers on Xbox One, I did a tutorial on PS4, but I haven't played with anybody, if you're listening to this before, uh, Monday, the beta is still going on on both Xbox One and PS4, so, you know, just download it, the tutorial takes about five minutes, and then you can play the multiplayer, uh, there's about, like, four different modes. There's, uh, one versus one duel, two versus two. Uh, there's a deathmatch, where it's four versus four. And there's also a dominion, which is basically you try to take over, um, like, capture, uh, certain areas or whatever. And who has, the, whoever has the most areas captured, you win. Uh, once you get to like, I think it's like a hundred or a thousand or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like hard point. 
Yeah, basically. Um, the you know the game is it's basically based around it, you know you've seen the samurai the 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 knight and the Viking thing. Uh, they have a, uh, I've seen the I've played with the assassin class too. I don't know if there's any other classes that are going to wind up being in the game, but that's the ones that they gave people access to right now. And I mean, it's it's basically based on a block system, right? Like you uh, have three directions that you can get them to block. And if you don't hit the same direction that your opponent is hitting, then their attack is going to go through. Probably unless they're far away from you or something like that. You can also try to like hit them with a quick like parry and then either throw them or dodge or something too. You don't have to actually try to... Uh, it's clearly indicated what they're trying to do, but if you don't do it fast enough, it's not going to go through. And there's strong and quick attacks and... Uh, it's, it's actually like, it's actually a pretty fun, like, fighting system, uh, it just, it seems like it's not, not, there's not a lot to it at first, but, and the more you play, the more you realize that there's, there's more to it, because there's special attacks, and, uh, that kind of thing, too, um, I'm not very good at it right now, <laughs> it's, uh, so I'll, I'll just be honest with that, I had the AI kill me about, you you can play in the duels. You can even set it up to apparently like 99 rounds if you want to. But um, I played like a best of five, and I I got to I tied it up at two, and then I lost. And uh, yeah, I mean the the AI is pretty uh, good in this game, unless you obviously you know you can you can adjust it to what you want. Uh, the the cool, the best thing for me was like feeling the weight of the like if you have a samurai you can definitely feel the weight of the fact that he's slower than say the assassin that's faster or the knight that his sword's quicker and that kind of stuff. I'm not still certain about if there's single player in this game or not. Uh, which I think there's not. I think it's just multiplayer. So, I imagine if there is, it'll be, like, very bare bones, and it'll just be, like, training missions to get you into this multiplayer. Probably, and it's also because in the multiplayer, you can play against AI. You don't have to play against other people. And so, uh, and that also counts because they have this, uh, like, the obviously, you choose what clan you want to be in. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't be other heroes, some other like, you can't be, if you choose that you want to be a samurai, it doesn't mean that you can't go and play as a Viking later. It just means that your clan, or whatever, is samurai. So, whatever you do in the game, as far as, like, multiplayer, whether it's playing against the AI or against other people or whatever, you basically add points for your clan, and then in, like, two weeks, they'll give you extra stuff and extra gold and whatever, and they also have special events for you to, like, team up with people and play, and you don't get to play the event stuff in the beta, but that's apparently in the game. So, I mean, it seems like it's a cool game for people that really like multiplayer stuff. If you're a single player, like, I gotta have my campaign thing, I don't know that that's gonna do a whole lot for you, you know? Well, I looked it up, and it does have a single player, but 
that remains to be seen about how good it is or not. <laughs> it has one for each uh, each type, right? Or is it just one? They just say a single player campaign, so who knows? You probably like switch between all three or something like that. Oh, that might be it. Yeah, you just you just probably switch between the the three of them. That makes sense. I mean, the the whole premise is that they have no idea why they're fighting, but this one evil person, like basically reignited the flame as to why they're. She's gonna make sure that they fight, and it's like okay. So, it what sounds if? like sounds like Zarm from Captain Planet. Uh, you can play it a single player or two player co op. Um, it's an immersive tale of larger than life warriors plunged into one of the bloodiest wars. Uh, it does not really say what you're. Do- Probably does say what you're doing. I just I don't have time for this thing to load. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. I think it definitely, if you're listening to As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Listen, you um, you, you should uh, definitely download it. Uh, I think especially if you have any kind of friends that, that can download it with you and play, uh, whether you want to fight against them or fight with them against the AI. Definitely uh, should do that. Uh, so let's get into um, talking about stuff that's happened this week. Uh, Mr. Uh, you know, of course, with the Switch, it every week that goes by, we're getting closer to the launch of the Switch. So more stuff gets revealed. And this time, it's not actually by leaks. It's by 
uh, Nintendo themselves coming out and deciding to do interviews uh, revealing stuff about the Switch. Uh, they've officially revealed that there is no backwards compatibility with the Switch. Um, they are considering, obviously, by the fact that they already have some on the Switch lineup, but they are considering ports um, from not just Wii U games, but probably from other systems as well. They still haven't talked about Virtual Console, which is weird. Uh, but, you know, there's still a few weeks left before then. Only a month. They'll get, they'll get that ironed out in no time. <laughs> I mean, all they have to do is go and interview and say, okay, this is what Virtual Console is, but, I mean... You can you can get to buy Mario World for a third time on Virtual Console. I swear if that's what it is, I'm not even bothering. You know that's, a, you know that's what it is, what it's going to be. <laughs> but, like, I mean, yeah, they, they I don't know how they could really transfer over... I don't even want them to transfer. Yeah. I just want them to have like Netflix for games. Just screw it. They should, but I mean the fact that they, I mean maybe that's why they won't let you keep your the game that you get for the Nintendo Network or whatever because maybe they're going to introduce some kind of thing like uh, PS Now. I mean. Every game doesn't have, need to have online. So if like they port Street Fighter Two over and it has online, great. But don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, it's still weird to me that, you know, they would have done it that way. But maybe they'll learn. It's not it's like it's not like it can't be something they can switch later. Uh, I no see what you did there. there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, I mean, this is their third time at the bat. I mean, it's three strikes in or out at this point. <laughs> He does also confirm that the being able to play games online chat and chat with friends is through the mobile app. It is not through the system. Uh, and they once again kind of talk about the price. It's still in yen, though. They haven't confirmed the price for anything else. That's between 18 to $27. But the stuff I've seen, it's $30 a month, which I still think isn't bad. But he's saying that the online is going to be uh, above and beyond to make sure customers are getting a service that is worth paying for. So we're paying special attention to make sure Cause it's this all is a through valuable a, service. It's all through a third-party app that we have no control over. <laughs> that's why I know, that's, good. <laughs> this is just... I guess it cuts costs, right? I guess this is why they can charge $30, because it's through a phone. No, they can, they can charge $30 because if they try to charge 60 they get left out of the room. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure, especially with how much their accessories cost. But still, I, I think that they're trying at least to make people understand that we're not wanting you to pay another $60. I mean, outside of Splatoon, Mario Kart, and Smash Brothers, what Nintendo franchises are like, online compatible that you, would, that you would pay money for, let's well, say Pokemon, that. Well, Pokemon, if they... Yeah, let's, but they, they're not going to do that. <laughs> well, let's say that they poured over the fighting game. Pokemon? Yeah. I well, think I could, mean, but I, I doubt that. I don't think it was like a huge success for them. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't, but... You know, 
it's still uh, something they can do to bring uh, more multiplayer stuff in there. I mean, I don't... Hell, I could see them adding some kind of multiplayer Zelda mode or something just to say they have it. I mean, Four Swords, Four Swords Adventure 2. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, speaking of... Uh, Kimishima also talked about that they are currently not working on a successor to the 3DS. Uh, but they are not ruling that out either. They, they're they still thinking of portable systems. Uh, we're still thinking of ways to bring out portable systems. Um, so, I mean, he it'll, doesn't confirm or deny there, but... It, it'll be the 4DS, but it involves time travel, and they haven't quite worked that out yet. <laughs> Hey, that would be amazing. I'm not going to complain about what if you could time travel with your 4DS or whatever. I, well, I don't blame them, honestly. The 3DS, I think we talked about it last week, is still selling. Uh, they make good games for it. Um, third parties actually want to work with the system. So that uh, also, you know, is uh, important there, but... I don't know. I, I'd imagine that it would hurt your Switch sales if you're still telling people that there's still another console out there that you should buy from Nintendo. It just reminds me of the whole, uh, oh, what was it? That third Game- pillar thing? Yeah, I was going to say the like DS, Game Boy Advance, and I think like Game Boy Color, or uh, GameCube. It's like, we're going to have, the DS is out, and it's, here's a Game Boy Advance Micro, and it's going to be the third pillar. It's like, yeah, that lasted for a week, and then you stopped selling it. <laughs> Somehow people would still buy those, though. It was like, they just release a Game Boy, and then, oh, everybody buy the freaking Micro, and everybody buy the DS, too. And it's like, wait, why? <laughs> Back when Nintendo couldn't do any wrong, I... I, I just wonder if they're scared to go all in on the Switch and then it backfires and they don't have something else. I think they totally are because they they are trying to position the Switch as like the Wii 2. And I don't think that's going to I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh I agree with you. I I don't think that the casual market's going to gravitate towards it like they did the first one. Not to mention the stuff costing so much too. Like the first, the the Wii was novel because it largely introduced motion controls to like the mainstream audience. Like this thing is a tablet which you can play on your TV, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you know the, the the game that you're introducing that's supposed to be your Wii Sports, like, thing that's going to get everybody going, you don't even pack it in with the system. Also, it looks, it's it's not, like, Wii Sports is a very mainstream game, because it is, you know, uh, baseball, boxing, bowling, golf, like, you know, Americana things, or, like, things you can very easily grasp. Like, the crap in 1-2 Switch is, like, so Japanese that most people aren't even going to bother with it. Yeah, I mean, I could see it working at parties as in, like, oh, how look how stupid this is. 
But you do it once, and then guess what happens? You yeah. don't play it again. It's just, I don't see somebody going, oh, I'm going to pay $50 for this. Not to mention, what quiet party are you going to that, that people are going to be able to hear what's, what's yeah. happening? You're going to be at a, you're going to be at a party, and you're going to be like, everyone shut up, I want to play this uh, milking, cow milking game with a friend. <laughs> or this game where we're going to tr- act like we're shooting each other, or yeah. we're not. Basically, it's just a Zelda machine right now, and a Mario machine later, but, you Yeah, know. but that's, that's pretty much all the Wii U was, also. <laughs> well, well, the Wii U technically never got a Zelda until right now, so... Or an original Zelda. Yeah. But, I mean... It, uh... I think it's gonna do fine, it's just... I don't think it's gonna catch this casual thing that they want it to, and... No, I won't hit the zeitgeist if they want. Right. And it it's unfortunate, but I, I just... When I was, we were done watching that thing, I was just kind of like, well, I don't know that I want one right now. And you kind of made me almost not want one instead of wanting one. Like, all this stuff with the... If I want to play with, if I want to play like the way you want me to play it with all the multiplayer and the controllers, well, I gotta shell out a ton of money. If I'm just playing by myself, okay, fine, I get everything in one package and three hundred dollars. It's not bad. Just, I don't know. Every time you hear something, it's more depressing and less uh, less good, I guess, at this point. Uh, Nintendo does say that they want to make two to three mobile games every year. They've already delayed the Animal Crossing game. Uh, Fire Emblem Heroes is out there. I am for, I have not played this game. I'm sorry. I am a Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem fan, but I just... Are you going to uh, choose your way to get a good party? Yeah, definitely not paying for the party. Uh <laughs> I, you know, I just, I don't play a lot of games on my phone just because, uh, you know, I play that WWE Champions game. And while it's good, it was, like, somehow eating my battery when I wasn't even using it. I, I actually have a related story. I have my roommate, uh, he was complaining that his battery life is, like, lower than his girlfriend's phone. They have the same phone. And he was like, I only have 270 apps installed. And I'm like, that that may be the reason. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. She has like twenty. <laughs> but like the it would send me alerts. Yeah. Of hey, you got like this message, you need to go look in the Oh game. yeah, that that's the whole thing about mobile games, is like you gotta play every day. And I'm just like, why is my battery just dying? I'm not playing the game, the app isn't on. Whatever, and I install it, all of a sudden my battery life is back to normal. I'm like, well, I'm not playing this game again. Sadly, I kind of liked it. You know, it's just WWE Bejeweled, and you get to control their uh, their moves that they do by hitting the Bejeweled, uh, you know, hitting the, the combo or whatever. So, I mean, I, it, and it's cool, like, seeing the characters, the way they look, the way that they uh, drew them and stuff, just... I, I don't know, I'm just not big on the... Look, you can call me an old man or whatever. I'm just not big on the doing stuff on my phone. 
if they would uh, release this on PC or something, maybe. Better, better go recruit. Uh, oh, what's her name? What? Damn, I can't remember her name. The chick who just got fired is leaving soon. With the red uh, hair. Who? No, with the red hair. From where? WWE. Oh, Eva Marie. Yeah, better go recruit yeah. her real quick before she gets pulled from the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll pull her because I mean they they kept uh, Del Rio in for a, in the SuperCard game for a while, and so. I, I think it'll eventually be on PC. I mean, Marvel Puzzle Quest is on PC and same game. I mean, we've been saying that they should have made that other game on the consoles, and they never did either, so... Yeah, but that's, that's like, that'd be them, like, having NetherRealm build, you know, build a whole new game. They're not going to pay for that. Especially yeah, probably have, like, the, the, you know, SmackDown series, or whatever the hell it's called. Like They really should branch out, though. I mean, think of... I, I just wonder why 2K won't think about that. Like, how much you could do with that license and those characters and... Because when they tried, we got Crush Hour. Oh, jeez. I did like that story. I think it was Day of Reckoning 1 or 2, where you do, like... Or was it WrestleMania 21? I don't remember. It was one of the GameCube games where you... You, like, have to fight to get back in, and you're literally fighting, and you're, like, going into, like, parking lots and having to climb over things, and do platforming and stuff. It was, like, weird. It's like, this is not a wrestling game, but okay. That sounds like the Def Jam games. Yeah. Hey, I love the Def Jam games. Those were good yeah, games. Yeah, I, play, I played the PS2 one a lot. The first one was really, like, awesome because it was just basically, like, playing No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000, but with Def Jam, and the second one was more like a fighting game, but... It still had the, those same mechanics, and it was really fun. Yeah, I played the second one with, like, Henry Rollins and Ice-T. Yeah, man. Ice-T, uh, I liked the story in those games, too. They were they were actually pretty good. I mean, they were, they were bad, but they were, you know, good bad. <laughs> yeah, it was good for the setting that it has, you know. Uh, and I really you know Carmen Electra being in that <laughs> game the last time she was relevant. It was only a decade, twenty, almost twenty years I ago. I swear, I did, like that was the last time I ever heard anything having to do with Carmen Electra. Was that game? <laughs> then nothing yeah. ever again. Uh, so. Well, at least you didn't go crazy like Jenny McCarthy. So. Oh God, yeah. Um, but uh, some this is interesting. I read this and I go, you know, I wonder if they would really consider doing this or. Or this just Walmart and and everybody else trying to get a piece of the pie that they see digital becoming this big thing. But, you know, uh, retailers apparently sent out some, uh, I don't know if it's a survey or it's some, some kind of thing that they sent to publishers where they asked publishers, could we start selling games weeks early but you insert some kind of DRM where they can't or some kind of code where they the game doesn't unlock until 
launch day, like like what happens with a digital pre-order, basically. So instead of digitally pre-ordering, you could pre-order, take the disc with you, but you still can't play it until whenever the release day happens. Do you do you feel like this does anything if you're uh, in the store and? No, because. Yeah. <laughs> Usually when I pre-order something, it's like months away. It's not like weeks away. Also, right. I, I, I would envision this getting hacked at some point. Be like, well, Mass Effect Andromeda is due out in three weeks, but I already got this copy and I figured out a way to crack it early. So let's play. Yeah, because I mean, there's going to be people that are going to be, be too smart to not mess with it, you know. Also, I mean, I mean, if you do that, they could also go and lock your game and whatnot too. But also, it's not like uh, I mean, Steam has like preloading of digital games. Like you can preload. I mean, it's only certain games too. Like if you know a few days in advance, but that's a bad system. Like it usually takes longer to like decrypt the game files than it does to download the game. <laughs> well, the PS4 uh, and Xbox One both have it too, where you can preload. I mean, that may work better. I, I hope I hope it does because Steam is terrible. But, but I mean, uh, like, it doesn't always work that well because guess what? You have the day one patch. You're still waiting anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, this. I mean, I can understand why they're trying to do this, but this this is never going to work. I I mean, they think that if you're immediately able to take home the physical disc. That it's going to boost impulse sales. And then what happens when you get home, you open it up, and you somehow lose the key that's inside of it. <laughs> yeah, or the exa- or yeah, it's in this little slip that they stick in the, you know, where the manual used to be. Remember and game like, manuals? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember when, ga- you know, game, <laughs> you know, when you go buy, you can still get them when you go buy an old, uh, well, Final Fantasy XV had one. Mine didn't. Oh, well, no, uh, it didn't. It, uh... It had, like, a slip that said here. <laughs> well, it had a slip that told you, here's all the other Final Fantasy crap you can buy. Uh, <laughs> no, um, uh, yeah, when you go buy an old, uh, 360 or PS3 games, those are the last ones, I think, that had any kind of manual. Yeah. But, I mean, eh. I just don't, like, I think you're going to get a lot of people that are, they, if you did this, you get a lot of people confused, for one, that think that they have the game they can play right now. Like, try to explain this to a kid, you know? Yeah. And not only that, but like, okay, let's say that the key is on that slip that's over there. Well, somebody comes and, and takes it out. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Wow. Uh, you know, or or you lose it or whatever, and you go, well, no, I can't unlock my game. Well, they go, well, tough luck. I assume the game would still work like after the, the, you know, point, you know, of release, but also, like, GameStop opens discs, games up before they sell them new. (laughs) So, no way is that going to work. No, oh yeah, definitely. If you bring in the game within a certain time period after the game's released, they'll just put it as new. It's just... I don't know. I think whatever... I understand what they're trying to do. They want that cut of the digital pre-orders. They want to, to kind of make it feel like, hey, you don't have to go order digitally. Just come still get it in the store like you always do. I mean, if it, if they really want to do that, they should do it Best Buy and Amazon do it and lower the price. Oh, yeah, if you're part of their, like, Best Buy's games thing. Yeah, or Amazon Prime. It's, I think it's $48 for every for a new game. And that's, that's why I primarily buy physical games now, because I go through Amazon, and it's, you know, 48 bucks, and I get free shipping on, like, on release date. So, why not? That's exactly what these retailers should do, but they're not going to because they don't get as much of a cut if the game's cheaper. Yeah. So uh, they really should because, I mean, I know people are saying that digital should do this because it's going straight to the game maker or whatever, but... Digital is really screwed up right now still. Oh, yeah, it definitely is, and it's, it's not smooth... As far as, uh, I mean, yeah, you can go in, you can buy your game, and it works and whatever, but you got to wait till download it. And if you, it's on PS4, forget have, about it, you're waiting for hours. Yeah, wait, wait, turn it off for the night, essentially. Somehow, some of the games, though, recently, I don't know what it is, whether it's my internet's working better on it or whatever, but they have been downloading faster. Well, it was yeah. good last week, because um, I think... Last week, they had a PSN flash sale, or like two weeks ago, and it was like, buy the Division for 20 bucks. I said, okay, that's not a bad price for it online, you know, for digital. And the season pass was uh, 30 bucks. And it's like, that's 
more than the game. Yeah. Well, that's how they get you, though. They get yeah. you to buy the game on sale and then go, oh, I want the DLC. Oh, well, damn, i got to pay 30 bucks for that. Uh... The, the, the classic example is Assassin's Creed Syndicate, because it always goes on sale on PSN for some reason. And it's always like 12, like 15 bucks or 20 bucks. And the gold edition is always 30 bucks, which isn't bad, honestly. And the gold edition, you know, the game in the season pass. And meanwhile, the season pass is always 30 bucks. It's like... Yeah. How does not... that... How does that work? <laughs> well, for them, they just think, uh, all right, I'm going to... That's how we make our money back. That's what they do with the PS Plus and yeah. games for gold, right? That You get the game for free, but if you want the DLC or the season pass, whatever, you still got to pay for that. Uh, you know, that's, that's how they get you. They will keep you coming back, you know. Uh, well, that being said, the Ubisoft, so that they've actually uh, tested or done something with an Assassin's Creed in VR, would this be the thing that makes you go, oh, I kind of want VR now, getting, uh, I know how big of an Assassin's Creed fan you are of, hey, AC VR. No, because they did that once in Assassin's Creed uh, Revelations. It was a first-person puzzle mode, and it was awful. <laughs> well, there you go. Also, like, I have no faith in it to actually pull this off. Like, they can't even get that Star Trek bridge crew thing out on, a, on, a, on an actual release date. So, I don't have a lot of faith with Ubisoft and the VR right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Also, I, I want have... them to be... A, that's a f- third-person game. I don't want it to be first-person. Right, yeah. It's a different kind of game when you put it in that perspective. So, I mean, it's interesting they're playing with it, but that's what they're going to do, right? They're going to use some of their biggest franchises to... I mean, I can see them doing, like, a VR mode or, you know, like a, you know, here's a little, little VR experience for, for you for, like, an hour or two, but that'll be about it. Right. So, uh, Take-Two has talked about they have licensed a couple of their uh, game titles for movies, but they're not saying which ones, and they are saying that they're not going to put their own money into it because video game movies suck, basically. At least they're, you know, pretty blunt about it. Uh, they say all they care about is getting creative control, uh, and apparently they have with some of these, you know, franchises, but... You know, honestly, a lot of their franchises, they could kind of do whatever, right? Like, you know, Grand Theft Auto could sort of be made into almost anything if they really want to. And, I mean, I could see them making a Red Dead movie that wouldn't... I mean, they'd probably screw it up somehow, but it wouldn't be too hard to do. Maybe if you get Seth MacFarlane as John Marston. (laughs) Or Adam Sandler. One of, one of those two guys. <laughs> I wonder if we'll ever get the Bioshock movie. No. Sadly. You can, find, you can finally get a smuggler to run video game. <laughs> of course, the Borderlands movie. That's in production, which I don't know. I already just don't want to even have hopes for that movie. <laughs> See, I question that because 
in uh, none of, except for in Tales from the Borderlands, none of those movies had a plot or characters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, they had characters, but they were not deep they were anta- at all. They were antagonistic, or you know, they. Yeah, they your, were just your playable there. characters. Yeah, your playable characters had no personality. They were, you know, they were, you know, a bunch of one-liners, and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, let's make pop culture references. Woo! Oh. Yeah, that that really did. <laughs> I do have sort of some faith in Tomb Raider movie. Yeah, they said that shot out. That looked okay. I mean... Uh, you know, it's just... It's hard to really, you know, want to be excited about that, just because... Well, I saw that Assassin's Creed movie, and that was something special. No, oh, I bet. Oh, yeah, you talked about it. It was not. Yeah. No. Well, talking about another uh, video game being adapted to something, the Castlevania is going to be a TV show on Netflix produced by uh, Adi Shankar. It's going to focus on Trevor Belmont's fight against Dracula. Um, And it's supposed to be in the vein of Game of Thrones. Is this a cartoon, though? Because I think uh, we talked about a cartoon, like Netflix, or them doing a Castlevania cartoon like a few months ago, and I'm not quite sure if this is it or not. Because they, they said this is supposed to be due this year, and that's quick if it's, a, you know, a live-action show. <laughs> I don't know, but it's R-rated. That's yeah, all I, I mean, but all they said is, like, it's coming, and that's it. But also Netflix is saying, oh, we're going to make a Zelda TV show also, and... I don't think that. that ever happened. I think that was speculation by Yeah. But people. like they've also announced no stars, no director, no writer, anything. They're just like we're making a Castlevania thing. It may have Alucard in it. If you fuckers, you know, bitch about it enough, and that's about it. <laughs> I mean, but if they're gonna be in some kind of costume or whatever, does it really I mean, what? yeah, you're still gonna see their face, right? You're still gonna see the actor's face or whatnot, but What's Robert Pattinson up to these days? Can he be Can he be Dracula? <laughs> right? Uh, who knows? I mean, I haven't seen him in anything. So. He just did Twilight and just... Uh, I, I mean, I'm not like the biggest Castlevania person, but always going to root for video games getting I, spots on I, Netflix. I'm a bigger one, and I've... I mean, I like that Power Power Rangers thing he did, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, the Skylanders one has done pretty well for them, so... It has, like a, it has, like, a crazy voice cast. Yeah, like, oh, God. Right? It has some, like, really good actors doing that, right? Yeah, and then that, that uh, like, their Crash Bandicoot thing was, like, insane. Because <laughs> they have him talking. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Wait, doesn't he talk in the remakes, though? Now he does, but he never used to talk. <laughs> well, you know, they gotta change things sometime. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Susan Strandon's in, like, Skylanders and... Parker Posey and some other people. So it's like, or, or Norm Macdonald. That's it. Ah. Uh, 
So, weird voice cast for Skylanders, but a good one. <laughs> I was meaning to uh, watch that, but just never get around to it. But now I might have more time, because there will be no main Skylanders game made in 2017. They could make a mobile game. They will be making more of the toys and whatnot. Uh, kind of, This is what Disney Infinity decided to do. And then we found out that... No, they're just they were, done. <laughs> yeah, they're just done. Now, Lego officially, they've been kind of... I think they just came out with some new... Uh, well, Lego is weird because they came out, I want to say, two years ago. Mm-hmm. But they were upfront about that, though. They said that their characters were going to last for years. They were not going to do the same model that the other two were doing. No, I know that yeah. that's true, but I, I kind of just wonder, like, how much is packed on that disc, or like how much content is actually there? Because that was the whole thing with like Infinity. Like, they kept ideally you wanted to have Disney Infinity or even Skylanders. Like, you just buy a disc and they just keep patching it with more crap into it. But right, they didn't do that, and I wonder if like Disney, if Lego Dimensions is somehow. Well, I think I, what the thing with Lego Dimensions is every time you buy one of those ones that has like the vehicle and the whatever you get like a story with them so if yeah, they release enough of those yeah but the story core is like assets like the levels or like, the voice acting and stuff like that <laughs> but somehow it gets tied back into the like the main story i don't i've seen some of that and i'm just like okay this is weird but they figured out how to do this right i don't I don't know. I mean, hopefully it lasts for Lego. They got plenty of franchises, obviously, but... You can go pick up that Disney license now. (laughs) Yeah, how much is Disney going to charge them for it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the the last two games didn't sell very well for Activision. I don't blame them for taking a year off, because obviously you're asking parents every time every year to get pay $75 for a game and then to keep buying the toys and that's eventually it gets to where the parents are kind of like look this is getting ridiculous how many of these toys do you have and you know every time you know you know how how kids are right oh but I gotta have this one and you know my daughter does this all the time but daddy I need to have you need to take me to McDonald's like three more times because I need to have this Happy Meal toy. I need to have this one. I was like, no, we're just not doing it. So I can't imagine with this $13 Skylanders, which uh, was really ironic because I have uh, somebody from Activision talking to me about <laughs> reviewing the Imaginators game. And I have the starter pack being sent to me. Actually, it's supposed to get here on Monday. And they want that she wa- originally she just wanted us to do- review the game for the Switch. And I said, well, I don't know that anybody on our staff is going to have the Switch. So she's like, well, I'll hold this Switch copy for you in case somebody does. But do you want to review it for PS4? And I'm like, okay. Are you sending a starter pack? Because I'm not buying Skylanders. And she's like, yeah, I'll even send you the 3D thing so you can print your Skylanders that you make or something. I was like, okay. So, yeah. I mean, 
print one that looks like Bart Simpson. <laughs> Why not? Go, yeah, let's do it. You can play with them in the Lego game, but you know, let's make a Skylander for Bart Simpson. Uh, Valve is killing Steam Greenlight, uh, basically just replacing them with Steam Direct so that they can uh, make sure that it runs well and it has the uh, EXE file. Uh, I guess so you can mod it and stuff. Right? No, yeah. it's because a lot of Steam Greenlight games didn't have, like, game files. So or, like, why is that... Uh... It, it ties more into, like, Steam... Honestly, it ties, should tie more into, like, Steam Early Access, because people, like, people, like, shady developers would just sort of a game and say, oh, it's a game, and it would have no actual game EXE file to run. And it's like, this is a scam. You're trying so to bug people what? What are they doing? Yeah, nothing. They did nothing. It's like, oh, let me just hack into your computer then. Oh. Well, well. Steam is such a mess right now. They, I mean, this is, I, I guess, one of the things they're trying to get rid of, I think, is like Steam Greenlight voting. Because people, like a lot of developers, they go like, oh, here's a free key. Vote for my game. And, right. that, you know, that's good that they're getting rid of that. But... Their whole, like, well, you can put anything you want on Steam approach is not good, because Steam is filled with crap. Yes. You every three days, their new release page cycle is completely new. That's oh, God, crazy. and there's, like, 20 games there. Yeah. It's like, uh, nope. Like, you can't, if you try to find a specific game, like, let's say you find a game, find a game once and you didn't bookmark it, and you forgot, like, forgot the name, but you knew, like, the screenshots, when you knew, like, the genre, it's a nightmare to try to find again. Oh, yeah, unless it's something that was, like, really popular. I think I saw, you like... you might find it. Yeah, you know, unless it's, like, you know, like, No Man's Sky, or, you know, For Honor, or something, you know, some AAA title, like, that's one thing. But a lot of indie stuff, forget it. Yeah, unless it's like a pop-up, like a Stardew Valley or Inside or whatever. Oh, okay, you'll find those, but yeah, try to try to find one of those diamond in the rough indies. Like, oh well, you lost it. Uh, might want to go search on Google. You might find it easier there. <laughs> yeah, like Steam. I think I saw like well, there was a thing a few months ago where it's like forty percent of games on Steam were released last year alone. Ugh. Wow. And it's like that—that's not a good figure, like that. No. <laughs> well, I mean, how many of those is like people finally bringing their game to Steam? Not that many. Wasn't on it, Steam before. You know? Not many, because a lot of them are just mobile ports. Yeah, that too. I mean, I hell, Jim Jim Sterling does a YouTube series where he just reviews crap on Steam for every few days. <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasy just did their. Mobius port to Steam. And I was like, oh, well, okay. I mean, sometimes it works. Like, The Room 2 was a great game on Steam, but they spent, you know, two years rebuilding The Room 2 from, you know, iOS to, to PC. So it looks great. But a lot of them are just like, well, we put, this is an Android game, we put in mouse control, here you go. It's like, you that's, use your gamepad, it's cool. Yeah. Not... Uh, speaking of, uh, 
Things that some people think are not cool. Final Fantasy 15. It actually broke even on the first day. 5 million units. It's only surprisingly shipped another million after that. Which is... I thought they would be further along at this point. But, I mean, they still have the DLC and... They're still they, patching things. It's the inevitable Final Fantasy 15 Game of the Year edition due out next this year, end of this year. <laughs> God. Just don't, don't do it. Final Fantasy 15.5. <laughs> oh God, even worse. Please don't we'll have, do that either. We'll have Sora as a playable character somehow. <laughs> uh, they did announce that don't expect it on the Switch because they don't think it's going to run well. It's like, yeah. I can already tell you it's not going to run well on the it's Switch. Like, no shit. <laughs> and how big that game is? Like, no. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Like, it, yeah, dude, I mean, just going through it, the world is going to be... Uh... It, I mean, parts of that game barely run well on a PS4. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, really. Do you... <laughs> Don't think you want to try it on the Switch at all. Uh, Psychonauts 2 did get a publisher, Starbreeze Studios. Um, they're putting up an additional $8 million for the game. Uh, Starbreeze is going to get 85% of any revenue sharing profit until the game breaks even. Then they get 60%. And it's that's, got a 2018 release date. That's an odd pick, because Starbreeze is not quite known for like their cute games, except for Brothers. Well, they probably would have tried Majesco again, but they closed down. So, I, mean, I think at this point they were just trying anybody. They should have Valve self Valve publish it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Gabe Newell is just like, I think didn't he just say he's like, I don't want to play in any walled gardens. Like, all right, Gabe Newell. Have uh, or have the guy who did Minecraft publish it himself. Yeah, and then sell it off again when it sells, or maybe doesn't sell. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I, I'll get Psychonauts 2 for sure, but I'm going to... It's a big question mark about, about if it's going to be popular or not. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so many people say that they love Psychonauts 1, but it's like, are you really going to be there when Psychonauts 2 comes out and are going to play it and everything? Or is that something you just go... Oh, it's one of those games I kind of liked. And, well, yeah. it's it's the same thing with every with a lot of uh, you know 
crowdfunded games, it's like, okay, you sold all these pre-orders for this game. Now, how many actual orders do you expect to get? <laughs> like, Shenmue, well, Shen, that's going to be Shenmue 3 problem, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think if they really are making Shenmue 2... HD or whatever is it? Shenmue One HD, whatever the heck they're. Well, they they they're, people want both, and it's like, oh, good luck. <laughs> I think they'll probably wind up doing both. Just depends. I think it depends all about how well Shenmue Three sells past the people that paid for the Kickstarter and all that. But I mean, it's got uh, Sony and Square behind them, so. If anybody can get people to really go after and then buy the Shenmue series, it would be them. Uh, Destiny 2 is officially set for 2017. It's going to be a... Well, we pretty much already knew this about it being a full sequel, not an expansion pack. So does that mean you won't need anything from Destiny 1 at all? I assume you'll probably be able to do a character transfer. The, The... The bigger, I guess, problem with is Activision only has two games out for this year. Call that, of Duty? Yeah, that and Call of Duty. What the hell? That doesn't surprise me at all. I, they just keep making less... I mean, I guess Blizzard's still doing their thing, so... Yeah, but they're going to have a new game out this year. No, but, I mean, with all the other games that Blizzard has... And then, remember, they bought the Candy Crush people. So, they just have games that just keep going. So, what do they need to make games for? Uh, you know, and Call of Duty, even though it sold less, it still sold well. <laughs> so, uh, they said they're not going... The, the, uh, the in-space did not resonate with fans, apparently. So... It, I think it's because it they, it just was like a weird half step game, like they should have just went like went full bore with it, and it was like a very tentative step, so it was really it was just stuck between like both worlds, like if they just went full on like you know colony wars or whatever, it would have been fine. Well, I think they were just scared of like turning people off. Or if it, more if it had been like an open world game, I actually would have liked that a lot more, or it would have been a lot more interesting. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think I would have been into that if you're getting to fly around and just getting to do well missions and stuff. Th- there's like this whole DECA 52 system in that game where it's like you're you know killing specific enemies and like they're on this board, but it's all scripted. So it's like you do one mission and it's like four you know for the player card or for the enemy cards come out and attack you and it's like. Like, why even have the system in if it's just so scripted like this? Because yeah. there's no characters. I mean, they're just names on a board. Who cares? Right, yeah. I mean, and they're not you, harder than anyone, like, the like, actual enemies, so... It's, you, you, kill, you killed the seven of clubs, it's like, okay. Is that, like, what does that get me? Nothing. Okay, then, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> why is this in here? Oh, thank Okay. Just Activision because they want to be cinematic. So they, well, it was funny. They, they were talking about going back to the roots of Call of Duty. It's like, was it going to be World War Two again? Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Like that's your roots. I mean, uh, no, they're just 
how we're going to have more action and battles and stuff. Okay. So you didn't have that before? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're stuck with a hard place with that franchise because they got three three different developers making it. We don't apparently don't talk to each other that much, so it's like okay. And then there are three different fields to those games. So what are you gonna right. do? I mean, it's like it could be it's a total crapshoot as to what you're getting every year. So yeah, I mean, that's uh. The way they want to do it, though, and people still buy it. So, I mean, Call of Duty Ghost 2 coming at you. <laughs> oh God, just just don't. Just I guess you can play with the dogs more. That's... You only play as a dog in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty Ghost Dog. And Snoop Dogg will be, Snoop Dogg will be the voice actor oh, for the dog. Oh yes. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I'm dropping it like it's hot right now. Oh, Steven, right there for you. So, uh, there is a PS4 beta firmware that's rather interesting because they have finally allowed you to have external hard drive support for up to 8 terabytes, which I don't think even Xbox One does that. Uh, there's a boost mode for the PS4 Pro to lead up to speed up load times and stuff and uh pretty much that's kind of the important stuff what about custom custom wallpaper (laughs) gives a fuck about custom wallpaper someone apparently does still (laughs) and i don't really need to know any more notifications that i get from ps4 thank you uh i mean it really wasn't hard to do the internal hard drive, but I get it. A lot of people don't want to mess with their system. Well, and, and the thing is, also, external drives are getting cheaper than internal ones. Right. I mean, right now, I think there's, like, a 2 terabyte Western Digital on sale for, like, 60 bucks from Best Buy or something. And it's, like, it's cheaper than, like, an internal one for sure. Oh, no, yeah. The one I got for... Um... My Xbox One was a hundred, and I had to pay. I think it was one. Might have been one seventy nine for the two terabyte thing that I put in the PS4. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely they are cheaper. Uh, and plus you can take them out. You know, put the stuff on, put files on the your PC if you want to, in case you ever. Uh, Something happens, so I, I think it's a smart thing. Just they should have done this earlier. Want to back up that PT game file? <laughs> Actually, why not? Right. <laughs> I, I still got that. Not download that at all. No. I still got it. I'm one of the few. <laughs> Lucky you. Lucky. There's actually like some bootleg way to get like to re-download it, but it's like real half-assed. And other than Fallout 4 having HD textures, which I don't care, but I don't know if this well, it's means 58, any of you. It's 58 gigabytes. That's not Why? And I looked, I looked at screenshots between the two. It's like a 5% visual bump. Like, 
stuff up close looks sharper, and that's it. You know, there's those stupid people that are just so into the, oh my god, this has got to look amazing. I've got to re-download everything and waste my time. Speaking of wasting your time, if you're a press member, you might have your time wasted some more at E3 this year because they are opening it to the public with the first 1,000 tickets being $150 and anybody else that wants to get in for the other 14,000 tickets, you're paying 250 smackers. I think we've talked about this a bunch of times before. It was a nightmare to play games in 2009 with just press there. I cannot imagine what that's going to be like with 15,000 gamers there. Well, I envision it'll be a lot more uh, closed meetings or, you know, appointments. Yeah, but is every freaking press member going to get closed meetings now? Because, like, I cannot imagine they're going to be able to do that. Like, you know, IGNs and GameSpots and Giant Bombs and all them, uh, they'll be fine. But, like, you know, what, like, what's those, like, us and 411 and whatever, like, are they... Are they just going to get lumped in with those 15,000 people and just, well, you might as well never go to a Nintendo's booth because you'll never see the light of day. I was actually more curious about, like, our site and 401 in regards to actually actual price. Like, if one of us wanted to go, would they charge us? No, they didn't charge me when I was, as long as you're press, they don't, they're not going to charge you. Yeah, but what's to uh, stop them? I mean... To say everyone, you know, everyone has to pay now. Well, that'd be dumb. The I mean, they could. I mean, they, they could. No, they could. They could. It's still a press event, though. Like you're, you know, you're still wanting to. I mean, yeah, they could start doing it by which they they don't do. They just ask if you're press, and then they. Yeah. Whatever, but they could start doing the whole. Okay, well, we're gonna do it based on how many your numbers. Yeah. And that's how they could decide to start charging you. You know. Uh, which phone one would probably still be fine on that. But, uh... I mean, I think it's a bad idea. Like, because, from what I understand, like, E3 is already crowded. Like, not yeah. even talking about games. Just talking about, like, getting around. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, let's add in, you know, at least double the size. I mean, I don't... Has there been 15,000 press people there before? <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, but every year you get more press people, so... That's true. You know. I mean, let's say there's 30,000 press people there, though, like last year, which there probably wasn't, but let's just say, for example, let's add in, you know, half like half more of those percentage of people. So, okay, have fun. <laughs> yeah, and then the thing is, too, if you're... You know, not us specifically, but if you're the one of the ones that are like doing this for your, this is your job, and you're supposed to get playtime with these games, and then you can't do your preview because you never got to play the game because you had to wait for all these other people to play. (laughs) Yeah, like just and not to mention Wi-Fi sucks in there, so. 
I don't know. I mean, it may sound snobby to people that are listening and they're they're saying, "Oh, you're just saying that because whatever." It's well, trust me. What if you had a bunch of people invade your workspace? Also, it's more like yeah. Go ahead. Well, also, it's more like fuck them. Like there are this packs and there's other events. Like E3 is supposed to be like somewhat closed off. That's the right. point of it. It's not you can go. It's not like you can. Go to like CES, like it's not an open door policy over there. I don't even remember. Like I think, oh well, E three's just worried that they're they're less relevant now, so they're just trying to do everything they can to. Yeah, but it's not because there's less people there; it's because EA isn't there or Activision isn't there. <laughs> so I guess they think if they take regular gamers, that Activision and EA are going to all of a sudden go back. Like, I, that's what I they think, but I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know gonna, why. Just, e- I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know that EA and Activision, with their like two to eight games that they make every year, is really going to matter anyway. I mean, yeah. What I mean, what is Activision going to do? Have a two hundred kiosk set up where you can play Call of Duty against each other? It's like, okay, I did that once, and what else you got? Well, we got yeah. one. Other, well, we got one other game. Okay, anything else? No. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, I mean, EA now has their own, like, the EA Play thing. Yeah, which is so. a hilarious failure on its face. And they're, well, they're going to do it for this year, too. So Yeah. I mean... So you need to buy E3 tickets and tickets to that thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they're still not getting into the... I can't wait until they go, oh, well, you know... This also means that eventually you're gonna let you're gonna have to let them into the the press conferences. Or oh yeah, it's like no. Well, I mean, really, what ends up happening, and this happens every year, so I don't want to say this is just from my perspective, but every year you're you're supposed to get a press thing to go to the say the Microsoft press conference or the whatever. Guess what happens when you get there? They don't have time to process everybody. So what yeah. do they do? Everybody go in. Yeah, like, whoever's in line, step right up. Yeah, like, they just, at the end, it's about to start, and they go, oh, crap, just let everybody in, because they can't, they can't sit there, you're going to miss the press conference. You know, and the whole point is, this is your, this you're supposed to be, like, live blogging it, or, or whatever, or have stuff right after, so, you know, they really can't just, go okay well we have to wait to process everybody with their pass and their whatever so it's just i don't know i don't event this is probably just going to keep becoming this bigger and bigger thing and eventually it's going to get overcrowded like you know almost anything else and you know well i think that one that was one of the problems with like e3 2006 or something when they you know stopped it for that year or two yeah well i have to See, they might have to start holding in a different place. Speaking of lines, imagine how how, how bad that batch line is going to be. Oh God. Ugh. It'll just be yeah. They'll just hold it in Nevada Desert. It'll be just like Burning Man E3. <laughs> well, I think uh, that's everything that we were going to talk about here. Um, 
there is, uh, like, you know, we talked about For Honor coming out. Of course, that's the big game since uh, Persona got moved from this spot. Uh, Thank God it got moved. I don't have money to buy it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Don't have money to buy it either uh, with the, uh, hopefully, when I find out good news about the whenever income tax is showing up now, uh, be able to get caught up on games again. Sniper Elite 4 also coming out. Uh, somehow they How to Survive 1 sold well enough to get a How to Survive 2. The first one was horrible. Just one of the most wretched games on this generation of consoles. Uh, Fly Wrench, which is a really neat little indie game. Uh, MX Nitro and Boar, and there's a couple other things too, which I can't think of right now. But uh, God, they're making a ride too. Yes. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Hold on, Ride One wasn't <laughs> very. No. Neat. I reviewed it. I should know. <laughs> well, you know. It, some people think that you put a 2 next to anything. People would just buy it. So. Well. Uh, until uh, next week. We will uh, enjoy your games. And we'll see you later, everybody. Later. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.